Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own look to your left look to your right it's official no one's got a ride like this there's nothing else that sounds like feels like or looks like the set of wheels in your garage With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good Tuesday, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Good Old Podcast. I'm Jackie Franchuli for Wahoo's 24 7. And it's almost here. We're not just talking about football anymore. College football is making its return. Virginia football will play Richmond in the opener, and we're just a week away. So how do we get going for football season? Well, we talk about each position, and we break down the main talking points of the offense, defense, and special teams heading into the season. But I need some help this week. So we're going to bring in Daily Progress's Greg Medea and CBS 19's Preston Willett. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us this week. Happy, yeah, happy thanks, to be <laughs> I know. It's so exciting. You just guys just want to get right into it. I know it. <laughs> um, so UVA has been pretty open with us with uh, fall camp. We've seen a lot of practices. And we're going to start with the offense on this week's episode. Um, one of the main talking points, you guys know, you probably get asked this a lot is will the O-line be good enough to protect Brennan Armstrong? So the way we're going to do this is we're going to buy or sell. This is going to be our segment. So we're going to start off with Greg. Greg, do you buy or sell that the O-line is going to be able to protect Brennan Armstrong and help UVA create a run game? Yeah, I'm I'm buying it. I I think we heard from Tony Elliott that the mentality has started to change for that group, especially with the running game that you're starting to see him go downhill a little bit more and gain some confidence. And and just in some conversations with different offensive linemen throughout the preseason, they're excited about the change and being able to push forward a little more frequently than in the past. And I know they haven't had the chance to, to maybe get five in there as regularly uh, as they'd like to right? some guys in and out of training camp, different, ailments and illnesses, injuries, whatever. Uh, So they haven't had a consistent group of five practice, but I think they've found some players that they really trust within, within the offensive line unit, right? Ty Furnish at center, John Paul Flores at whatever position they decide best suits him. Uh, So to me, I I think they've, they've found some, 
they found some pieces there, and it's something that's going to have to get better as the season goes along. But I, I think with Armstrong's experience uh, and his ability and, and, and know-how of also uh, when to get the ball out, how quickly to get the ball out, that, that it'll work for, for, for that group. Yeah, and if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, you get to see actually the O-line doing some work during the practices that were open to the media. Uh, Preston, do you agree with Greg? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with Greg. I'm going to buy this as well. And you can, Greg talked about it right there with Armstrong's experience. How much time do you really need back there for them to, to be successful? And like he said, I mean, this is not, a, it's an inexperienced group, but it's a group with a lot of talent. You look at guys like Noah Josie and Logan Taylor. Those are guys that came in as pretty, you know, pretty respected prospects. And then also Derek Devine is a guy that would have gotten more playing time if he had been healthy the past couple of years. Uh, and Coach 2J, I mean, like, coaches have said over and over again he's done this before he's gotten the best out of this group before so i think this is a group with a lot of potential and jonathan leach obviously i think is going to be kind of the key to that at the one of the tackle spots probably the right tackle spot but i mean he's battling an injury of his own as we heard yesterday with uh he, you know, he's got a cast on his arm so it might be a couple of weeks he might be back for the richmond game might take another week after that but i think there's a lot of talent on this offensive line it's just like they said over and over again, I think Des Kitching said he's like a broken record. They just kind of get five guys out there on back-to-back -back days doing this. And I think now, between now and that game one against Richmond, they're going to have a little bit of time to maybe develop some of that chemistry. Yeah, I kind of agree with you both how I think I'm going to buy this. I think the O-line storyline, although I understand why it was blown up so much heading into the season, I think is a little bit overblown because, one, we've known history of Coach 2J – and also because a lot of these guys did have experience just being with Coach 2J and practicing at a college level. Um, so I, I always thought that that could help. Um, and then just knowing that they've cemented that center position, at least, that's been the most consistent. So you've been able to have a chemistry between Brennan and Ty Furnish. That's also a help out because that, that's the biggest communication that you need. You need to have some sort of chemistry with your guy in center. And also because I'm confident that UVA can play call around the O-line for the first couple of games. Because if you look at the schedule, this schedule just says, let's get <laughs> the O-line gelling for the first couple of games. This is a perfect schedule for that, especially where the hardest ones in the second half of the season. And I still remember when Dan Mullen took over the Florida Gators and he had a really weak offensive line and he faced one of the best defensive line in the SEC, the Mississippi State DL at Mississippi State. What he did was he did those uh, rollout passes, he did those screens, those sweeps, and we saw them practicing that during fall camp. So I could see Billy Camp coming in, Keaton Thompson with those short passes, and I think that's going to be the big difference. I know a lot of people have been talking about, oh, they mentioned balanced offense is going to be you know 50% running, 50% passing. But in my mind, that means not just flinging the ball down, try to get a quick drive. It's about having long, sustained drives, those short passes out to the – out wide and I think that's going to help the O-line as well kind of take out a little bit of that that weakness so in my mind I, I think that's going to be um, the thing with the O-line so I know that was one of the biggest talking points on the offense going into the season so after the break though we're going to talk about the other big talking point the running backs so in just a few seconds we'll be back and talk about the run game at Virginia <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the good old podcast. I'm Jackie Franchilli for Wahoo's 24-7. Obviously, I am joined by Greg Medea from Delhi Progress and Preston Willett from CBS 19. And we just got done talking about the offensive line in Virginia. And one of the key things we're watching the O-line for is for the running game. You know, everyone wants a running game at Virginia. I think that is the second biggest question I ask. Can we run the ball? We miss running the ball. Um, and when you look at this running back room, there is some talent. But I've got to say, I, I've been around college football a while, and my goodness, they are challenging Mike Collins at every single moment. Um, I've never seen a staff just gun ho. And I, I think still coach Keith Gator has probably one of the best quotes I've seen at practice where he yelled at Mike Collins after having a one handed catch telling him God made two hands use them. Um, so I, that's how much of the level of coaching they've, they've been doing with Mike um, Preston. We're going to start with you by yourself. Are they going to have a consistent run game and will they have a consistent ball carrier? Buying a consistent run game, a consistent ball carrier, not so much because it really seems like this is going to be a by committee approach. And that's something that they've talked about since before camp when they're hyping up Mike Collins, who was coming off a great summer. Uh, yeah, like you said, they've been challenging Mike Collins like no player I've seen at UVA in the past couple of years. And really, I, Keith Gaither said this before the season, you know, there's really no running back room that's going to get the kind of coaching that this UVA running back's getting between Keith Gaither, Des Kitchings, who has been a longtime running back coach, just coached running backs in the NFL, Tony Elliott, who was a running back coach first at Clemson. Uh, so really they're getting a lot of coaching from all these guys um, at UVA. And I, I think, you know, you're going to see a lot of, you're going to see a lot of Paris Jones, who they say has been kind of the lead guy in that running back group so far, Mike Hollins. Uh, Ronnie Walker, once he gets back, he's back at practice now. So hopefully he'll be able to get back in a couple of weeks now. Um, and then also, you know, they really like Xavier Brown, the freshman out of Kentucky. They said that he's shown a lot in camp so far. So they're going to have a lot of options in that run game. But the other interesting thing that Des Kitching said yesterday is run game is not just, you know, hand the ball off to the ball carry in the backfield. They're how they're doing the numbers and how they're going to have their internal stats is those short pass plays that we talked before about with the offensive line, you know, getting the ball out to a Billy Kemp or a Keaton Thompson out in space, you know, those little swing passes, that's part of the run game too. Greg, do you, do you kind of agree with you no know, Preston that there's going to be a, a run game, but maybe not one ball carrier per se? Yeah. I mean, I think they're going to be committed to the run, uh, so they're, they're definitely going to go with it, right? That's what Elliot has said since he's arrived, since he got to UVA uh, this past winter. Uh, so I doubt they stray from that. 
as far as a lead running back, I think they would love to have one. I think that would be the, the preference is that they have one guy. I don't think it's, it's, it's happened to this point where they trust one guy that much. Uh, but if, if you're going to take a bet on somebody, I think it, it might have to be Parrish Jones, right? He's proven everybody wrong at this point. The former walk-on, he was a defensive back uh, last year out of necessity. Uh, talking to Keith Gaither a little bit, he said, you know, that to, to, when he got there, Jones was listed as a corner on the roster, and he's thinking, you know, how, how is it possible that this kid, you know, has is, is become the, the team's starting running back, right? He's going to probably start week one uh, against Richmond at the position. Uh, so you're talking about a kid who only has three career carries, more years in a UVA uniform, uh, and he just keeps proving people wrong. So maybe maybe it's a guy you don't expect in, in Parrish Jones, uh, who's who's really had a nice camp. And I think the one thing that, that's interesting about Jones, like maybe lost with, with all the storylines about his work ethic and his relentlessness there, is just how well his skill set fits the offense, right? It's a little bit different uh, than everybody else. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, I think he had told me that his dad had played receiver, so he grew up like learning the route tree, learning how to run routes, learning how to catch passes out of the backfield, even though he wanted to play running back. Uh, so there are some skill set things uh, that has helped Parrish Jones to this point. He's also, uh, according to Kitchings, uh, the one running back who's really been willing to stick his nose in there and pass protect uh, as a blocker. So I think that's important to realize, too. And, and that's why you're seeing so much of him with the first team during practice. So uh, if there's one guy, until somebody else shows it, right, uh, you know, how could you go against Parrish Jones? Yeah, and I kind of agree with both of you in, in a way. I'm, I'm going to buy that they're going to try for a run game. I'm just not so convinced that they're going to force it. It's just something that Coach Kitchings has said. They're like, we're just going to try to score points. So I, I think that's something that, you know, I asked them is if something's not working, are you just going to try to push it? Or just saying, like, for example, you're not getting as much production from your running backs. Like he's willing to kind of compromise and say, for example, Keaton Thompson, move him and have him incorporate it in the run game. But it's funny to me how you both don't mention Ronnie Walker. Um, he was the guy that was, you know, kind of leading the way before his injury. And now he seems to be ahead of the game. Actually, we're seeing him right now on the video. He's coming up here. He's now participating more in practices. He's not, he shouldn't be ready for the Richmond game, but I, they think he's going to be ready by late September, even earlier. So I think he's the one that I'm going to be watching out for once he comes back and he's fully conditioned because he was doing so well prior to his injury. Um, so I think him and Paris Jones could be that one-two punch that UVA might need during the season, not just one ball care, but I think those two have contrasting strengths and skill set that I think can really complement each other uh, for Virginia's offense. And this kind of goes to, I kind of sneaked in King Tom Thompson here. I know he's been working out with the wide receivers a lot, and you can tell that he that's something that he's really, really focused on the last few weeks here in fall camp and even at the spring, you know, you see him really work with coach Higgins, coach Elliott one-on-one and even Billy Kemp, you know, you see them working together on the side a lot. He's really relying on the veteran Billy to really help him in his skill set. But do you think that eventually you're going to see him work into the other positions that he still, he might need, he's worked at quarterback, he's worked at running back. Do you feel like Keaton's going to be that Mr. Football, maybe Mr. Trick Trick Bag again? They're going to kind of open up the playbook a little bit. I'm going to buy that. I think they're going to use Keaton in a variety of ways, not just at wide receiver. I think they've been quiet about that during fall camp, but I think the playbook's going to open up for him. What do you think, Preston? 
Yeah, no, I would buy that too. Maybe not to the extent that we saw under Bronco Mendenhall, because talking to Keaton Thompson, he's doing a lot less in fall camp right now. You know, he's not being he doesn't have to meet with you know the quarterback coach and then go meet the with Hagens in the wide receiver room and then go talk to the running back coach. Like he's focusing at wide receiver right now, but you can even see in practice in the time that we get to see out there is that you know they're bringing him over to, to try some you know some toss plays or you know some you know, some wide receiver handoffs or something like that, just to get him involved in the run game. You know, maybe there is some room for more, some, some direct snaps. Cause I think Keaton, when you got him the ball directly last year, he was able to make a, make some plays because it's so hard to take him down. He does not go down after the first, second, or even third hit most times. And then look at Des Kitching's background. He just came from the Atlanta Falcons last year where they had Cordero Patterson, who has been a wide receiver for the majority of his career and then had a breakout year at running back. So he likes he likes to use guys in different positions. I think they want to focus him at wide receiver right now because that's mainly where he's going to be used. But, I, you know, Keaton's trick bag for a reason, and he's got some tricks in his bag. So do you think, Greg, he'll be Mr. Trick Bag? I, I'm selling this. I think he's going to be more of a receiver this year. I, I, I think the trick plays are there. If they want to use him in a gadget-type role, they can if they need to, right? If, if the running back position isn't working out and they need to, to spark it a little bit, maybe they can put Keaton Thompson back there because Kitchings has it in his back pocket, having seen it with Patterson down in Atlanta last year. But to me, he's been focusing so much on receiver. And they feel like – I feel like they think they have enough at running back at this point, right, with with Jones, with, with Walker on the mend, uh, with Hollins, who they hope can get better and finally – you know, put some things together in practice. I think they feel like they have enough talent at running back where they might not have to use Thompson. And I think Thompson is increasing his special teams workload too. Like, like at what point is it too much, right? At what point are you overloading him too much, uh, especially uh, with, with his hopes and, and, and NFL future, right? He wants to show everybody he can be a great receiver. Uh, I, I'm selling this. I don't think you're going to see as much as the, uh, as much of the gadgety stuff with Keaton uh, as last season. And kind of to end our uh, offensive preview here before we we finish the episode on special teams, last year obviously was a record-breaking season for this offense. Brendan Armstrong almost was, I think, had the ACC record. If it wasn't for the fact that didn't play the bowl game, he might have broken that ACC passing record. Do you feel like this is a season that we can see those numbers again? I personally am selling this because – because, again, we talked about this is going to be a more balanced offense. I, I think they're going to be able to score and maybe do some high-scoring games, but I just don't think it will be a record-breaking offense just because of what we're talking about. They're talking about sustaining drives, not those like kind of quick-fire drives. What is your opinion? Uh, we'll start with you, Greg, this time. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll sell that also. I, I think there's some game management aspect of this uh, too, right? If you're trying to improve that defense – one way to help it out is to slow things down, right? Uh, with that air raid offense last year, uh, you know, that that system is prone to the three and out uh, because you had three quick pass throws and it didn't work out. Then your defense is right back on the field. One way to help the defense, run the ball a little more. And, and that's that's where I think the balance comes in and the commitment of the run game comes in. Going back to uh, when we were talking about that, it, it just makes sense, Right. You take a little bit pressure off Armstrong. You take a little bit pressure off that offensive line by running the football. You also alleviate uh, some of the responsibilities of the defense by having them on the field less. Uh, so to me, I think that's why you got to sell it. Is uh, you know you, you just you're, you're changing the philosophy and the way in which the program operates uh, offensively, defensively, and kind of how things are supposed to work in unison. So I think that's why you got to sell this. 
Yeah, I would also sell maybe maybe the per game numbers aren't going to look the same, but also remember if they do play in a bowl game and he is healthy the entire year, just the numbers are going to look better just that way in this total. But also, you know, this is a really strong point to watch out for is with this run game and with more of an emphasis on the run game, if they can get defenses to respect that, think how much is going to be open for him off the play action this year. And that's something that Armstrong's never really had because he can fake it to the running back all he wants the past couple of years, but every defensive coordinator in the country knows Robert and I is not going to run the ball. <laughs> so now actually having that as a weapon and being able to hit maybe a wicks over the top off those play action plays, I think it's going to be something that to watch and maybe, you know, the per game numbers don't look, but I think he can still hit some really high numbers with this offense uh, maybe even, you know, more touchdowns. I don't know. So no passes to offensive linemen, or is this too soon? I'm going to sell on the offensive line passes. <laughs> mainly because Bobby Hopkins is gone. So the offensive line is enough to worry about, right? Fair. Maybe we'll see that at Syracuse, though. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that'll <laughs> be in the playbook. That. Maybe that'll be the playbook. All right, guys. Uh, we're going to take a little quick break here, and then we're going to talk some special teams. So we'll be back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the Good Old Podcast. I'm Jackie Franchuli. We have Greg Medea and Preston Willett join us for this episode. And it's a, it's a unit that we hardly talk about, special teams. But as we know, special teams can be pivotal in some games. They can lose you games, but they could also win you games. Remember Louisville. Remember Miami. Obviously, it's a, it can be close sometimes. Uh, Miami has nightmares about goalposts. So when you look at the special teams, it looks like the kicking game, they, I, I'm, I feel like the kicking game has you know, at least some depth in there. That's something that UVA has struggled to have depth. What I wanted to talk about is a return game. That's something that you know, last year we didn't hardly see. You know, we saw a lot of fair catches, and we didn't see them kind of attack the return game. Talking to Coach Gaither, he doesn't seem very content right now with his return game. He's really happy with Billy Kemp. That's your punt returner. But even Demick Starlings on kickoff return, he's saying he would play right now, but I'm not happy. So do you buy or sell that Virginia will have a prolific return game? Preston, we'll start with you. Um, I'm going to sell that unless Joe Reed's walking back through the door. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I think UVA fans don't realize how spoiled they were with Joe Reed and what he could do in the return game. He's one of the best returners in college football history. But, yeah, looking right now, I don't see a lot of – explosion in the return game i think starling has incredible speed but you know it's more than just speed on on these kickoff returns and it just hasn't been you know something that has been part of the culture the past couple of years i feel like um you know last year 
Uh, even with Billy Kemp, I think he was a sure hand at, at punt return, but nothing explosive off the punt return. So I think, honestly, the past couple of years, the way Bronco was talking about it, it, it was just you'll catch the ball, don't fumble it, don't muff the punt. You know that, and that's really I think all of Virginia fans should hope for. It, you know, maybe take a touchback because look, you just want to get the ball into this offense's hands. And so right now, I mean, you know, between Starling, between Devin Chandler, Billy Kemp, you know, whoever they put back there. I'm not seeing a lot of explosive plays out of it, but if you can just be sure-handed and get the offense the ball, I think that's the best thing they can do. How about you, Greg? Yeah, I think I think with with the return game and re- really the major four special teams unit, you, you got to hope for for simple improvement, right? I was looking at it earlier this week. UVA is was like 97th or worse nationally in the four big special teams areas: punt return, punt return defense, kick return and kick return defense. I think when you when you talk about being explosive, how about just be good, right? <laughs> just, just be <laughs> solid, right? Uh, I think you need to upgrade, look for an incremental upgrade. And I think there's been some efforting there uh, to, to make sure it happens with, with, with playing top flight personnel on special teams, right? There, there's been an effort, and, and Elliot said it too. You know, he, he'd rather rest guys on offense or defense than rest guys on special teams. So I think you're going to see a lot of Keaton Thompson on special teams, Nick Jackson on special teams. There's risk, of course, when you play starters, offense, defensive starters on special teams, right? Nobody wants to get anybody hurt uh, that way. But I think you're going to see it in an effort to upgrade the special teams. And, and then maybe as some of the young depth develops, uh, then you can insert the guys, uh, insert some of those younger guys, I should say. And uh, to answer your question, I, I would sell it right now. I don't, I don't think uh, you're, you're going to have that explosion uh, early, uh, but maybe as as players get more comfortable in, in Gaither and at Gaither's and, and Elliot's special teams philosophies, uh, may, maybe later in the year. Yeah, and you're actually if you're on YouTube, you're actually watching some special teams drills, and you're seeing a lot of the starters there. You know, Keaton Thompson was one of them that you saw there. Nick Jackson was another one. Like you said, there's a lot of starters there, and um, that has been a priority for them. Obviously, they would like the young guys to kind of take over towards the middle of the season when things start. Uh, piling up on those bodies and for health, you know, they don't want to add 25 to 30 snaps a game, but as for right now, starters are going to be contributing. And I agree with you both. I, I, I am selling early on in the season. I am actually really curious at how the first year Xavier Brown will do. I think he's a guy that I would be curious in the return game and they have put him out there. Um, I think one or two practices. I saw them back there in the return game for punt. Um, I'm curious to see how, once he gets, you know, more transition and more, more reps and just gets used to the college game. I think he's the one that I'm curious about. And also Devin Chandler, uh, you know, he, he did that in Wisconsin. He was a returner. So, and they've been coaching him up a lot on the sidelines, but as of right now, I understand the hesitation. So I, I'll be, I'll be selling that. So, but um, I really want to thank you both for joining us on, on this week's episode, breaking down the offense and also breaking down special teams. So thanks guys. I, I know it's a lot to cut with that coming covered this week. Thanks for having us, Jackie. Happy to do it. All right. And obviously, if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to your shows. And obviously, if you want, just leave a review and rate us on Apple and Spotify. So for Greg Preston, I'm Jackie Frenchuli, and I hope you have a great rest of your week. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. 
For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.